0: Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. Good morning and welcome to House Church from our living room to yours. During this time of executive orders that is restricting social gatherings, we're witnessing something very unique and powerful happen across the nation. This season that we're in is driving churches to social media and live streaming. And yet we're watching as God is using this time to get people connected that were never connected before. Here at Cathedral, I'll assure you that we're doing everything possible to stay connected to you and to keep you connected to one another. So make sure that you stay in touch with us through the website, Facebook, Instagram, emails, texting, and so forth. I believe that God is using this time to connect people and build relationships that would have never happened otherwise. We know that God can get involved in any situation that's bad and turn it to our good if we'll just trust him. I want to encourage you to stay with me today to the end of this program. At the end, we're gonna take communion. And communion in itself is powerful, but especially during times like this. Now, last Sunday, we dealt with angels on assignment. We spoke of Uh, The angels are coming and you need to activate your angels. And I'd like to go back into that series that we preached in 2019 and extract two more points that I believe is relevant to the time that we're in right now. But let me just remind you how this came about. During the week of fasting and prayer here at the church, Holy Spirit dealt with me about this message, Angels on Assignment. That afternoon, as I was driving home, I called Brother Kilpatrick just to check on him and his church, and he asked the question, Randy, what are you gonna preach on uh, Sunday? And I, I shared with him that I felt the need to go back and deal with angels. He said, Randy, let me share something with you, and then make sure you tell your people. But in December of 2019, Brother Kilpatrick was awakened in, uh, in the night, and when while he was awake, Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, "John, there's a dark cloud coming over America, and you need to tell my people, the angels are coming." So based on those two words, the word that I got in March and the word that he got in December has taken me to where I am today. And last Sunday, dealing with angels on assignment. I believe that God is speaking to us during this time, encouraging us and letting us know that his angels have been dispatched and they're there ready to assist us. So God bless you. Let us go into our first clip and then I'll be right back. We serve the God of the angel army. We know this through Psalms 46.7. The Lord Almighty is with us. That word there, the Lord Almighty is Jehovah Sabioth, or the God of the angel armies. We sing that song by Chris Tomlin. He is the God of the angel armies. We have angels that have been deputized. They're following the orders of the God of the angel armies. And they're on planet earth trying to help you and I, trying to help you and I that are being molested by the evil one. But for the most part, we've ignored them. For the most part, we don't understand their function or their purpose. For the most part, we're we're not even aware when they step into our presence. For the most part, we're not cooperating with them. We're not partnering with these angelic beings that have been sent by the God of the angel army to serve and to help us. For the most part. The world does a much better place or a, a much better job at presenting their fallen angels. We, we're just not very good at it. For some reason, we're afraid of it. We just, we're just we not sure how to handle these, these angelic beings that God has given to help us deal with the molestation of the evil one. So let me just real quick, just highlight a few things and then we're gonna get on into what I really wanna share with you this morning. The God of the angel armies. Number one, you have to know that these angels deal with warfare. Psalms 35, fight against those who fight against me and let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let the angel, how many has ever been in a fight? A fight, fight against those Lord who fight against me. Dispatch your angels, your deputies, and, make, and may those deputies chase my enemies away. Listen, guys, here's the fact. Here's the fact of the matter. What they start, God's gonna finish. Yeah, you need to get that in your spirit. You need to step into this understanding of angelic beings and realize that what they start, God's gonna finish. God, you fight against those who fight against me. And release your angel, let them run them out of town. Warfare. Do you understand, angels are involved in warfare. I want you to understand that they're involved this can change your life. You're fighting battles you don't need to fight. You're fighting alone when you don't have to fight alone. You have angelic assistants that are under orders. They're ready. They're ready to engage but they're waiting on you and me. First of all, they're involved in warfare. Number two, they're there to protect, Psalms 91. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. He ordered his angels to guard you wherever you go. Evil can't get close. Look, but now remember, Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it. You've got to activate this stuff. You've got to engage. Evil, you, you by faith, you've got to declare, evil can't get close to me. Harm can't come through my door. He ordered his angels to guard me wherever I go. I've told you a hundred times, when I get up to pray, I walk through my house and I declare that my home is a sanctuary because Isaiah said he puts a canopy over his sanctuary. I, I declare that there are angels encamped around my home. I put the blood over my doorpost. I declare that God's watching over my family. He's watching over my babies. He's watching over my grandchildren. He's watching over my, everything that I am, everything that I own. He's watching over me. I declare that. I declare it, no pestilence will come near my dwelling. No premature death. Too many Christians have died prematurely because we're not engaging because we're not taking authority. You keep sitting around in your passivity waiting for something to happen and you can die in your passivity. You better wake yourself up. You better stir yourself. You better climb out of that bed. You better get out from under them sheets and walk through your house and declare that no evil will come near me. No harm will come through my door because my God has dispatched his angels to watch over and guard me. Your family depends on it sir. Your family depends on it. Deliverance. They are operating in deliverance. Acts 12. Now behold an angel of the Lord stood by him. And a light shone in the prison and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying arise quickly and his chains fell off of him. I remember brother Clinton, excuse me, brother Kilpatrick telling the story. I remember he was only He was somewhere between the age of 12 and 14 years old. He was in Warner, Warner Robbins, Georgia at the Assemblies of God Church there. Uh, his pastor, Pastor uh, Wetzel, was mentoring him in in and in a, in a group of, of young preachers. And they met every night at midnight to pray. And this night uh, they came in and they were, they were praying at midnight as they, they always did. But this night, it was very heavy because there was was a group of people in that church that were trying to get get rid of of, of Brother Brother Wetzel. They wanted him out. They were trying to undermine him, and they were politicking, and they were trying to get rid of him. And, And they wore the old man of God down, and he told those young preachers that night, he said, guys, I hate to tell you, but I'm going to resign the church. I'll be leaving. Well, Brother Kilpatrick, just as a teenage boy whose daddy had left him, Left him when he was 12, so this was he was 14. Left him when he was 12, he's 14 years old. He's heavy because this is the this is his spiritual father and a man that kind of took him up and he was so heavy, he was so heartbroken to think that I would lose my pastor and lose it over politics in the church. It broke his heart. And so they were in there and they were getting ready to just end. They were gonna cut it short that night and, and they were gonna be leaving. And suddenly, this was, you know, the old shotgun church and 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 two doors up front, those two doors just blew open. And all those men, there was a dozen of them, they all turned and looked, and two angels walked in. Not in their head, not in their spirit, with physical eyes, they saw two angels walked in. They walked in, they walked straight like this, like two soldiers, they stopped, and then they turned, and they went to the side, to the two corners, and they stood there. Those men said, those angels, went from the, from the floor all the way to the ceiling of that church, and they just stood there like two soldiers. And then, as if under command, they turned, they met in the middle aisle, and they walked right out the door. And they left, and they left the two doors open. Well, the old man of God just got up and went to close the doors. Well, all them boys just fell right in behind him. <laughs> and they got down the middle aisle, and when they got halfway down, they all fell out. And they laid there until the next morning. They woke up and they could, the sun was coming through the doors and they could see cars spinning by. That Sunday revival broke out in that church and all them people that had been causing that preacher trouble left and that church began to grow again. What happened that day is those two angels came into that room under orders into the temple ministering as ministers that had a command, under commandment, they had an assignment and they came into that building and they brought deliverance to that church. They brought deliverance. They established the authority of God in that house. Do you understand that? Do you see that? They didn't say one word. They didn't do one thing. They just stood there. And they established the authority of God in that house. When an angel of the Lord takes a stand, he will establish territorial authority you let an angel walk into a room under commandment with the delegated authority of the God of the angel armies, he can position himself and he can establish territorial authority. They bring deliverance. So I want you to understand that these beings that were created by God, they're involved in your warfare, they are there to protect you and your family, and they are there to bring deliverance. You need to learn to cooperate with them, not pray to them, not worship them. You need to learn to pray to God to release his angels so they can come into your world and fight for you, protect you, and bring deliverance where you need it. We're talking about the God of the angel army. It's taken out of Psalms 46 and verse 7 where he said, The Lord of hosts is with us. And I want to encourage you during this time that God with his angel army is with us even in the midst of this challenging situation. I want to remind you that the purpose of the series, Angels on Assignment was threefold. Number one, to stimulate our awareness of their presence. Number two, to remind us of their purpose. And number three, to strengthen our working relationship, our partnership with those angels. Three words that I want you to to hold on to, presence, purpose, and partnership. But just for a few minutes, let's talk about partnership because I need to challenge you during this time to engage. So there are three action steps that I wanna give you. Number one, I want to encourage you to activate or release your guardian angel into this present situation. Remember, These angels are heaven's deputies under orders, sent to planet earth with an assignment, but they're awaiting your activation. And you do that with declaring the word of the Lord and they will hear and respond to that. Remember, idle words equal idle angels. The second action step you can take is is to understand that the best defense is a good offense. I don't want to just cower down in the corner, afraid of what may be coming upon the earth, but I wanna rise up and take on an offensive position. And I want to advance against the kingdom of darkness. I'm not just trying to hold my ground, I wanna take ground. You have to remember that you can die in your passivity. Being passive is a dangerous thing. This is the time for you to rise up and get on the offensive. And the third action step you can take is step into your authority and take responsibility for your family. We have to realize that the government can't save us. We have to realize that the medical field is limited. We have to realize that we have to take authority and we have to take responsibility for our families. The Bible teaches us that power is a matter of grace. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. But authority, you gotta choose that. You gotta choose authority. You gotta rise up within yourself and take the authority, delegated authority that God has given you and take responsibility for your family. You've got to push back. Micah chapter 5 and verse 1 reads, marshal your troops now the city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. And truly, we're under siege right now by the coronavirus. And it's time to mobilize the troops of God. It's time for boots on the ground. So I wanna encourage you, you've got to be mobilized. You've got to activate your angel. You've got to take on an offensive position. And you've got to step into your authority. And you've got to take responsibility for your family. Back in January and February of this year, three people in the church all got the same word and the word was mobilize. My daughter got it in January, uh, Hannah got it in February and then I got it in February also where God told me to mobilize the troops. President Trump just announced that he is a wartime president and we as a nation are fighting a war. Well, I believe that a wartime president with a wartime church can equal victory. It's time for the troops to be mobilized. So take these three action steps, make sure that you implement them, and I believe God's going to prevail. So let us go now back into our second clip on angels on assignment. The Bible calls them ministers of fire. You got to like that. Hebrews 1 7 and speaking of the angels he says he makes all his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire now we could preach a whole message just on that but we understand that fire as a metaphor in the bible communicates God's presence and his activity so when these angels show up as as flames of fire they show up and they carry with them the presence of God and the activity of heaven okay you ready you good Okay. Now, when we talk about these ministers of fire, there's about seven things that I could have given you, but you can't take all that much. And so it's too much, too much. It's like a buffet. You, you know, you eat too much. So we're going to break it down to three things, basically three categories, and then I'll be out of your way. Okay. Number one, angels that guard gates and portals. Now, I want you to see this. Genesis 28, Jacob, Bethel. Then Jacob dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven and there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. Now, if you study the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, angels have always been assigned to gates. If you go back into Genesis, you'll find it in the Garden of Eden. Remember the the angels that stand there to, to guard the entrance to the Garden of Eden. Then if you go to Revelation, you'll find again that they guard gates in the book of Revelation. Throughout the Bible, angels guard gates. Now remember, gates are places of transition from one environment to the next from one territory to the next. And so angels are in those places where there's shifting taking place, transition taking place, where things are changing. I tell you, I could just preach right here, Jesus. Angels are at places of transition. Gates, gates, they guard gates. Okay, in biblical and church history, there seems to be an acceleration of angelic activity and communication prior to major kingdom events. Anytime in the Old Testament, and the New Testament, or in church history, whenever there's a major kingdom event getting ready to take place, there's an increase of angels. For example, the birth of Jesus, angels showed up, okay? Anytime there's a major shift in the kingdom, there seems to be an acceleration of angelic activity and communication, Okay? Now, let me just give you one example in my lifetime. Brownsville Revival, Father's Day, 1995. God came into the room, uh, Kilpatrick, the pulpit was here. He was about in this place walking up the steps, and he heard a noise in his left ear. Okay? And when he heard that noise, he heard the glory of God come in the room, and and he fell out and laid there for hours. Okay, Laying there, when when he came to himself, he said the first thing he heard was this. A little girl, probably five five years old or maybe younger, just a little girl, she was down in the altar area, and she said, Mommy, don't you see it? And the mother, and I said, See what, baby? She said, All the angels. All the angels in the ceiling. Remember Daniel and the prince of Persia and Michael. Remember that story. I just want you to understand, anytime there's a major shift in the kingdom, there seems to be an increase, an acceleration of angelic activity. Daniel, Prince of Persia, Michael. Remember, these angels are fighting for our city. They're fighting for our territory. They're fighting for our church. They're fighting for our families. Remember that. We have to remember they're fighting, angelic, angelic activity. They're fighting, We have to remember that around us this morning, though we can't see, they're fighting for this nation, they're fighting for this church, they're fighting for your family. And I believe there's an increase of angelic activity. There's an increase right now. Now, I'm gonna share something with you because I always hesitate with this kind of thing because I don't want people to think I'm weird. I don't know what somebody said, but I don't, I, I don't appreciate it. I can, I feel, I feel you out there, but here's the thing in the kingdom and my kingdom experience, the veil between time and eternity is just, I think it's thinner than what we realize. And there are times when things break through. In my lifetime, I've heard things. And I've seen things. I remember, I think it was back in 2010, I was, and I'm just giving this as an example, just so you'll understand. I was, I was preaching, and I was probably about right here preaching. I was preaching like this, and I saw something back in the back, and I, I stopped and I said it before I caught myself. And I said it, and then afterwards I thought I shouldn't have said that. But I saw a flash vertical. I saw a light just like shoot down like lightning. And for years, I didn't understand what that was. I saw it, but I didn't understand it. Let me show you a scripture. Ezekiel 1.14. The creatures sped back and forth like flashes of lightning. I told you last Sunday how that John Kilpatrick and 11 others, there were 12 of them, all 12 men verified the story how that while in a prayer service at midnight, two angels walked in, visibly seen, not spiritually, not mentally, visible, open eyes. Two angels walked in. They took their position. They, they went from the floor to the ceiling. They stood there just for a moment and then they walked out and it established kingdom authority in that house because that church was going through turmoil. The pastor was getting ready to resign, but it established authority. It broke that spirit of rebellion, and the next Sunday, revival broke out in that church, and it went for I don't know how long, because those angels established the kingdom of God in that room. Flashes of lightning. Perhaps an increase in angelic activity is a sign of kingdom movement. Because throughout the scriptures, old and new in church history, anytime there was an increase of angelic activity and communication, anytime angels showed up and started making announcements, things begin to happen. So I'm looking for an increase of angelic activity in America. Angels that guard gates and portals. I believe that God wants to open a portal above this church, like with Jacob. Where angels ascend, descend, and ascend. And he said, This is none other than the house of God. And I believe there are angels that stand to guard those portals. When Brownsville happened on Father's Day 1995, for years, for years, you could walk in that house, walk on that platform, and immediately you sense the presence of God. 250,000 conversions. Filled, cards filled out, not raise your hands and we go 10, 20, 100. It was fill out a card. Quarter of a million conversions. 250,000 uh, conversions. I, I'm not even gonna guess on the number of people. I've heard different numbers. Uh, the, the people that came through there from around the world. But there was an open portal like with Jacob at Bethel and angels, I believe, guard over those portals. They guard it to make sure that we have divine access to the kingdom of God in those seasons. Seasons of revival, seasons of a move of God. Open heaven, open heaven. Angels guard that. We're talking about angels that guard gates. As we read in Genesis three twenty four, where man was thrown out of the garden and then the angel of the Lord with flaming swords was placed there at the gateway to protect the tree of life. Let me remind you that angels have jurisdictional authority over territories as in Daniel chapter 10, over churches as in Revelation chapter one, and then over individuals as in Matthew chapter 18 that talks about guardian angels. Remember Hebrews chapter one, verse 14 reads, these angels are ministering spirits that are sent to minister to those of us that will inherit salvation. That word salvation in the Greek means deliverance from the molestation of the enemy. These angels are sent to minister to and for us, to fight for us, to stand against the harassment of the enemy over our cities, our churches, and our families. This is something I need you to grab a hold of, that it is time for us to rise up and partner with these angels and say to the enemy, you stop here. I don't wanna give up Beaumont or Southeast Texas or my nation. I wanna rise up with my authority, take responsibility, partner with the angels and oppose this dark cloud that is covering America and around the world, as Brother Kilpatrick said. There's some action steps that you can take. Number one, it's time to mobilize God's people. It's time for boots on the ground. Number two, you can release the angel army over your city. We need to rise up and say, we're not gonna give up Beaumont or Houston or Lake Charles. We're not gonna give it up, but we want heaven's angels to be positioned and posture at the four corners of our cities. And like Genesis chapter three with those flaming swords to protect the gateway into our city. And then number three, we can establish kingdom authority against the COVID-19 to say, you stop now. We take authority over you. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. It is time. It is time with the God of the angel army. It is time with the deputies of heaven. It is time for the church, the ecclesia, heaven's Congress on planet earth to legislate kingdom business. It is time for us to rise up and fight for our cities, fight for our churches, and fight for our families. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit icathedral.org.